Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Mostly Horror early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. Liquid IV is perfect for daily use before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. Basically, anytime you need a pick-me-up, however you hydrate. Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier Sugar-Free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WONDERY at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today, using promo code WONDERY at liquidiv.com. Welcome to Mostly Horror Movie Night. Marshland. I'm Steve. I'm Sean. And we're recording this uh, early. We normally record these like really short, close, like, close yeah. to the yeah. I don't know how release to date. Yeah, but we've been banking up our interviews. Uh, mm-hmm. Knock on wood, but we've been yeah. doing well with our interviews. We have also a bunch of. I was thinking today we're gonna have like. I guess if everything works out correctly, this is going to jinx it. I'm going to say it anyways. I started my (laughs) sentence. We're going to have like four musicians in five weeks. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I like, Yep. I've always said this, but I like having non-horror people. So a bunch of different musicians and and fun people. Um, I won't give it away, but I'm very excited for our next next guest. Next guest, actually, um, because I went through a bunch of their their work today. And yeah. 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 They're going to be fun. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so we, uh, this episode though, um, we have a great interview with Gigi Salguerrero, um, who is the director of Bingo Hell, amongst many other things. Um, she is also a voice actress, um, yeah. an actress, actress, mm-hmm. um, and also just a phenomenal person to talk to. Her, I think she has some of the best like stories that have been told on the show in terms of yeah. like her she just tells the story so well yeah she's she's fun she um you can definitely tell she's a voice actor um yeah just by listening to her talk because she can't yeah. it seems like she can't help herself which i appreciate <laughs> um yeah. she just like she has to it also <laughs> i don't remember if i said this to her or not but i love that all of her she, she tells some stories from her childhood and from her you know perception of herself at least she just ran into rooms and screamed at her parents a lot and yeah. Not i like appreciate screamed that. at her parents in a well, angry way but you'll like, you'll hear it yeah yeah no just yeah, excited just <laughs> like so no, i think that's, that's fun 
Yeah, it's the best. I love her stories, um, and she has some some great tidbits and a story that she's never told before, which was really cool. Um, yeah, about yep. you know why she kind of started filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great interview. Before we get into that, though, uh, a couple of things, a couple of small news things. Um, did you watch? And if you didn't watch, I'm going to make you pause this so you can watch it. Did you watch the trailer for Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Okay. Well, so it's really funny because usually I would tell you to eat a dick. I'm not going to watch it because I yeah. would rather just go in blind. But yeah. with this, I I couldn't help myself this morning and I did yeah. watch it. Um, and uh, it looks pretty cool. It looks really cool. It looks yeah. like it looks like gross. Like it yeah. looks like it's go- it's going for like full blood and like I love that um, Leatherface is like I love how he looks like I, I yeah I think very different the feel of him like especially mm-hmm. one of the first shots where it's just like a cornfield and yes rises or the wheat field or whatever he just rises yes. up like a the composition of that's gorgeous mm-hmm. but also just like. It's yeah. so good. Like that well, shot is just so good. It's funny because that was that was very eerie mm-hmm. and creepy, and it. But it's not like you. I don't know how to explain it, but that's just not the kind of thing that they've done in any of the other ones that I've seen. It yeah. felt almost playful, um, but yeah. in a in a not in a like oh this, this is just going to be like a silly take. It feels yeah. fresh. Like watching this trailer has made this feel fresh to me. Um, yeah. Which at this point in the franchise, like if you're if you're going into this and you know you're basically just looking for the first one or or one of them over again, like come, mm-hmm. they're all they all really follow a similar you know similar path. And I think that if we're going to do it, let's get something different. Let's, I think this yeah. is the time. So if you're not going in there ready to embrace something new, then I wouldn't bother watching it. Um, yeah, I agree. The yeah. only thing I didn't like about the trailer was, um, and I, I guess if you're listening to this, you know, mm-hmm. and you're interested in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that's coming out next month or this month when you're listening to this episode, um, go watch the trailer. But uh, the, the people are, you know, like recording Leatherface on their phones and the guy's like oh dude you're canceled or like whatever he says yeah it's like i get like you know you're making it like a thing of the times and it's like Mm -hmm. you know it's fine like i'm all about having like phones and that sort of stuff but just like that sort of like goofy dumbass you know yeah it it doesn't play like comedy and Mm -hmm. i don't even want comedy in that in that point and and then you look and you see what's going to happen on the bus and you're like yeah it's gonna well, it's gonna be a dumb line that falls flat in the movie yeah and it's gonna be a bummer it already, it's, i already feel it <laughs> so i i agree with you i have a, a few other thoughts that i think run parallel with yours but um mm-hmm. i know I, i've kind of talked about this before but it, it i hate that shit i really do i it, it's a bummer that it seems like a lot of movies and for some reason, horror specifically feels like in order to make things relatable to kids, you have to involve like teens today, you have to involve phones and social media and stuff. And I'm not saying that if it ever shows up, it's a problem. It's just a lot of the time it, it always feels like this weird tension icebreaker that's used Mm -hmm. or it's way too heavily involved in the plot. It's like they can never get it right. And so I agree that that felt kind of, weird um also i because texas chainsaw massacre has never really been a franchise that's filled with like 
comedic moments. And while mm-hmm. I'm down for a new take, I, I don't want that, you know? No. Um, and I will also say that the bus scene, cause the, the second part of that little clip in the trailer, yeah. I loved Oh, I just absolutely. wish it hadn't been given to me yet because yeah. now I'm expecting it. And if anything, I'm going to overdo it in my head. And when I finally watch it, it's going to be, you know, underwhelming. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, mean, I wish that they would have kept that trailers. one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why dude. I swear to you, I was like, I'm not watching shit else for it. And then yeah. uh, I caved, I just caved this morning and I did it. I'm sure there's going to be enough else outside of there. Um, but yeah, it's just a bummer, man. Like, you know, uh, Scream 5 didn't need to do that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if any movie was going to be like, oh, talking about like teens and uh, fucking influencers and the shit that's going on now and technology. Yeah. And, you know, like they got away without doing those sort of dumb one liners. But right. that was the only part that was like, oh, yeah. it's, it's they rough. use they used texting and made it seem like normal, like like uh, it's modern. a part of your everyday thing. You don't have to bring you Exa- know. You don't, you don't have, have to, to focus. Say you don't have to sh- murder yeah. to like <laughs> shine the spotlight on on. Look at how relevant this is. And the reality is, is that attempt to make things relevant. It, it just dates it in 10 years. It just dates it. That shit like that is just going to look so fucking silly. Like it already would have looked silly 10 years ago. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I just mean that, like even that sort even, of stuff. Yeah. I just mean like we're going to look and I don't know. I don't I, know. I'm it's, with you. It's I get it. It's a commentary because there is a fair commentary there about how like some some crazy shit happens. A crazy person happens like that is close to what would happen. I think people are quicker to record than uh, than other things. But I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I'm I'm intrigued and I'm. Yeah, the the trailer got me more excited for it than I think. I Let's we got to we got to get you started, though. We got to get going. We'll get started. Um, what were you going to bring up? You know, you had something to bring up. It was that. It, I was going to bring oh, that sorry, up. Sorry, yeah. Okay, and cool. then I just, I, yeah. yeah. That's cool. um, Well, so we do have one other thing uh, that I saw. And I know that, you know, Sean still hasn't watched Yellow Jackets yet. But um, probably my favorite character in Yellow Jackets, uh, her name's Nat, um, is played by Sophie Thatcher, uh, who is, she really wasn't in a lot of stuff before. And I, I've been saying like, all the people in this show, I feel like, are going to get these bigger roles. Um, but Sophie Thatcher is now was in uh, Book of Boba Fett, and mm-hmm. then I just saw earlier um, today it was announced that she's going to be in a Stephen King uh, adaptation of The Boogeyman, which I don't know the anything Boogeyman. about The Boogeyman, um, but Neither it's a Stephen I. King, I believe, short story. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to go to Hulu when it comes out. Um, it's being directed by Rob Savage, who did host uh, movie the all. Yeah. Okay. Yep, it's going to be a movie. Um Rob Savage who uh host which was the Shutter exclusive um Shutter yeah. original like all on Zoom sort of thing which is I think is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm very excited for it cuz Nat is great. Um it's being written by the um co-writers of A Quiet Place as well as one of the writers of Malignant. Uh not Malignant, <laughs> Malignant, Jesus Christ. This sounds um, like it could be all over the place. <laughs> yeah, but it's it basically just sounds like it has a, a, a lot of good people attached to it. Um, so that made me excited. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like we will never live in a world where some sort of Stephen King something isn't coming out. And I'm fine with that. Uh, the interesting thing about Stephen King like adaptations is 
they're all over the place. Like yeah. it, just like his work is all over the place. Uh, he's obviously like uh, brilliant, but there are at, le- at least if we're talking movies, there are uh, great Stephen King movies and there are terrible Stephen King movies and yeah. you never know what you're going to get. Um, so I don't know shit about the boogeyman either, uh, but I'm down like hell. Yeah. Do you want to do you want a, a brief like lo- a little synopsis of what it's about? Sure. All right. It says still reeling from the tragic death of their mother. A teenage girl and her little brother find themselves plagued by a sadistic presence in their house and struggle to get their grieving father to pay attention before it's too late. Interesting. You know what's weird? Fucking mom, dude. I'm going to talk about uh, a quick, quick dip. We're going to dip our toes into my psyche really quick. My fucking. Come on in. The water is fine. Uh, it's i wouldn't say it's fine it's kind of gross it's like uh just below lukewarm too like you're not like it's not freezing but you're not yeah you're not yeah luke cold you're not stoked to be here but you're here you know and you're drenched um just from the toes but so for whatever reason whenever i think of boogeymen Mm -hmm. i always think of uh the creatures on the cover of um one day at horror land that's like my first whatever of what the boogeyman looks like and i don't know why but just like when i hear that word over the sign yeah yep um yeah so very i don't like those sort of curly rams horns and like green and whatever and then if i focus on it much longer i end up at uh don't look under the bed boogeyman um but obviously the boogeyman can be some and michael myers the boogeyman like boogeyman's a lot of stuff but i just thought it was funny that big black uh like amorphous being okay like like shadow people-esque kind of Mm -hmm. kind of like i feel like it has a shape to it and it's but it's like it's almost like ovular uh at the top it just kind of come like like a ghost but how ghosts are white it's it's just black so it's ghost face without the face what not ghost face well yeah no face it's no face no with face literally face. no face yeah. yes but it's like it's like kind of fuzzy like you can't really make out a lot but it's also tall like it just kind of stands and it's the size of your closet that's how i imagine it that's fair you yeah. should read you should read another neil gaiman short that, that i just read um but yeah cool i'm down man let's go it'll it'll be out sometime i think they start production soon um, but I'm excited for that and excited for you guys to hear our interview with Gigi. Sean, do you have any last thoughts before we get over to the interview? No, let's 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 do it. I, I think it was great to talk with Gigi. Um, I think you guys are going to like it. Uh, she's a hoot. So. And if you haven't seen Bingo Hell before we do this yeah. uh, interview, pause this, go to Amazon Video and watch Bingo Hell. Uh, it's like under 90 minutes. It's, it's a fun watch. Uh, and then report back but hope you guys enjoy our interview with Gigi Sal Guerrero we'll talk to you later hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, 
which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, we are joined today by Gigi Salgredo. Gigi is a filmmaker and actress, notably directing episodes of The Purge and Into the Dark, as well as 2021's Bingo Hell, amongst many more. She's also a voice actress, appearing in the upcoming Angry Birds series, along with Supernatural Academy, Super Monsters, and the new Disney Plus Ice Age film. Gigi, thank you for being on the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. You <laughs> no, should introduce so. me all the time. I sound really cool. Yeah, you could. <laughs> Where you've been all my life? <laughs> I'll clip it for you. I'll clip it. And it's your business card. You can just hand. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I would. I would totally. As people shake my hand, like, um, excuse me, press play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, we'll, he's, we'll figure that out. He's I very, love that. He's very good at those. Uh, all of our guests are always like, "Oh, wow! I didn't even I, know I did all that stuff." <laughs> we. We are, we are not, you know, we have nothing to talk about for ourselves. So I want to say something about our guests for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But, Says the guy that brought us the best Tinder profile, right? Like, oh, <laughs> the best. I used to back in back in the day. I know. My girlfriend and I met on Tinder, so that's funny. No that you way. Say that. See, yeah, I, I was right. I yeah. was right this whole time. Yep. That is why she swiped right. She's wow. like, oh, the bio God. on this guy. Is, I'm gonna have yes. I'm right? gonna have to ask her. He just he just had a really good sales pitch. Yeah, with, yeah. exactly. See, I already knew. And now she wants a return. All right. Yeah. Cool. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with us today, Gigi. Um, we like to kind of start things off by by getting an idea of of what brought people's interest to the genre. Um, particularly, we're interested in those really early kid day exposures. Um, if you have any stories about that, so yeah, if, if you could tell us and the listeners what got you into horror. Ooh, yeah, no, <laughs> I I definitely can tell you when and where. <laughs> The time, what I was wearing, the location. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, for sure. So so I'm I'm from Mexico. So I'm I'm as Mexican as it gets. Okay. Uh so definitely, you know, in our culture, we're very spiritual, incredibly superstitious. So we we believe in everything, you know. Like <laughs> so I grew grew up in a very Catholic house. Okay. Uh my mom, especially my grandma, they're super religious like you you put your purse on the ground and they're like oh my god the devil's gonna take my money like they're oh wow like that <laughs> okay you know you spill the salt you'll see them in the restaurant putting it over their shoulder like they're wow. they're like that you know like yeah, you gotta okay. bless every night and pray so i really grew up in that atmosphere and mm -hmm. very much uh you know with all our legends and all our folklore i was always very curious. I, I always really liked it because my mom and my grandma always were so intense about it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to watch any horror movies. I was really kept away from a lot of this. My mom just really didn't want me exposed to any of it. Okay. So of course, my curiosity was a lot grander yeah. than she thought. Yeah. And, uh, but, but you know, and our culture is just so different, but uh, yeah, one of my favorite things to do as a kid, I loved going to Blockbuster. I think mm -hmm. all of us did, you know, yeah. at some point, um, all of us non-Gen Zs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Blockbuster was my jam. And my favorite thing was the horror aisle because I'd never seen any of them. 
So my imagination with all the VHS and DVD covers was my favorite thing while my parents were renting a movie. I just yes. I just really wanted to hang out there yeah. uh, more than the video game section with my <laughs> with yeah. my Nintendo 64 at the oh, time, yes, you know, yes. and so the one VHS cover that just really always actually had my attention and actually scared me was Child's Play 2. It's just it was just that visual of Chucky with the big scissors, yep. you know, cutting that doll's head. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, yeah. there's something happening. Right? Iconic. Oh, yeah. Iconic. So like yeah. that was the one that just really had my attention um, until I I, uh, I stole it. I was eight years old and I, but here's the thing that back up, back up. You see Mexicans, we don't steal. We just borrow for a long time. We just yes. don't give it back. Yeah. So, so I borrowed it. Okay. So, it. so let's fun. get it. Yeah. yeah. I was only yeah. eight, right? Innocence. Yeah. So I totally borrowed the, the VHS. And my favorite thing that I owned was my VHS player. Mm-hmm. I like, that was my favorite. Like I, it, just, yep. it was my baby. It was my jam. So I, put on the movie i think i only got through 30 minutes of it and and it was it was an ex- it was such a cool experience because i couldn't realize why i was scared i i didn't understand mm-hmm. how a movie can scare you i i was so kept away from that feeling of thrill and being scared that i didn't understand what i was feeling yeah and by that i mean the fact that a movie can can be present and their movie can follow you home. And I love saying that quote because I like to use that in everything I make now, how a story visually can actually stay with you and follow you all the way home. And I, and and, and I felt Chucky was right there. I was like, like, I I was like, where is he in the room? Cause I just felt his presence, but I didn't realize it was fear when I was that little. And I kept opening and closing my closet hoping he was there (laughs) and he just wasn't and then long story short got in trouble grounded had to give it back oh you got caught okay oh you finished borrowing no yeah yeah i finished borrowing (laughs) and i gave it back Uh, but 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 there was something about that moment that i was like like i think i was rebellious too i kind of enjoyed making my mom so mad and like it was just a mix of of thrill you know, yeah. and 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 then not many years later, The Exorcist came back out. I think worldwide it came back out again in year 2000 mm-hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. It was recut, recolored, yeah. remastered the sound. And that was my 10th birthday or 11th. And I made a big stink about it. I was like, Mom, <laughs> I'm turning a two digit number. I want to do whatever I want for my birthday. <laughs> My mom's like, stop yelling. <laughs> and I was like, I want to see the exorcist. And you can't Man. tell me what, like I made such a tantrum about it. And oh, so wow. my mom thought, okay, I'll take you. So you learn your lesson. <laughs> and so she, she took me cause she saw it. I think she might've been only 15 when she saw that okay. ruined her life completely. Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. But uh <laughs> She's one of those people that probably passed out. <laughs> yeah, oh, my yeah, mom, yeah, from the original. My mom has a whole story about it, so I feel oh, like. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so my mom's like, okay, mija, you want to get scared? Let's go. Let's go right now and bring your cousin. And so she dropped us off, and I'm like, mom, don't you don't you want to come watch? She's like, no, see you in two hours. And we just went by ourselves, these two kids. And in wow. Mexico, there's no such thing as, like, rated R. Right. There's no such thing as, like, you know, 
certain mm. age to drink, you just got to reach the bar. But, you know, okay. <laughs> you just walk right. In. So we we went in and and boy, yeah, my cousin came out crying and I came out like with my face like, <gasps> yeah, I just, I just loved it. And, oh. and so since then, I just I just love getting scared. I love yes. ha- haunted houses. I love doing pranks at home. I just I it was just I loved it. Never knew I wanted to make movies of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, until way later okay. but it was just this thrill and i remember so good that night being excited that linda blair was gonna follow me all the way to the bedroom uh, and yeah. and i was such a freaky weird kid that when i had the covers i was smiling like oh she's on the bed <laughs> like, I, I, that's how we i don't know what no, i get it i but get it i just it all started from there just my love for the genre, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, if you go ahead, son. Sorry. Well, I was yeah. just gonna say if uh, if there's if there's one thing that having this um, podcast has really showed me, because a big part of the reason uh, that I'm really excited to talk to everybody that we talk to is to is to find out those intros and so many people blockbuster changed the horror aisle changed everyone's life so it's right it's there's that is so many different people's origin story it was mine the last yep. three people we've interviewed yeah, yeah. and That's amazing and many before that yeah and yeah. It, it almost has me worried that um you know it, like streaming is obviously really great and it's it's super convenient but it has me worried about what kids today are missing out on from I just yeah. wonder if it's like different I wonder if it's a different experience like scrolling past a horror movie on your Netflix versus walking down the horror aisle when you're not supposed to I, you know? I couldn't agree with you more honestly yeah. I think it's just the unfortunate uh the unfortunate uh, thing of things being so convenient now yeah I, yeah. I think it's the fact that we had to put effort to yes. go f- see a movie, even at the theater, yeah. to, go, to go rent a movie, to go mm-hmm. to your friend's house, because they were the only ones who had the faculty on DVD. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yes. like it, it's just that, I think it's just that effort to want to yep. pick up something or go see something. I think now it's just so convenient to click next. Yeah. It's- now it's so convenient that... Oh, well, it's at the theater down the street, but Mm -hmm. eh, Disney Plus has it for 10 more bucks. It's just so easy that I, you know, I think it's it's just so I think that's why it's honestly made audiences so judgy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think now it's so hard to I'm going to be honest, like it's really hard to please people. And even Mm -hmm. now as a filmmaker, even as an actor, I'm like, man, like people hate. Like, it's just so hard to please everybody. Yeah. And I mean, it's yeah. always been like that, but now it's everything's just feels so much harder and so yeah. woke. And so, yeah, it's, it just doesn't have that nostalgia feel, you know. A hundred percent. It you used to have to work for it. You used to have the experience of, of be, like going to it was an event, you know, like every every yeah, weekend I would go exactly. to my mom's and yeah, and you'd go and rent movies. I feel like a lot of people had that that week, weekly weekend ritual of going to blockbuster <laughs> or wherever and uh and yeah it's uh it's just a shame it's a it, shame um it really is yeah I, I gotta tell you guys i was so excited when i turned 16 because i was like i'm apply i'm gonna apply yeah. to blockbuster <laughs> i was 
stoked. And I was so mad that I didn't get the job. And when I did my interview, it was just this fucking, this geek that this guy, he was, he must've been only a few years older. Like he must've been in his early twenties and just hated life. Probably never had Mm -hmm. a girlfriend in his life. (laughs) But when I was applying, I would, I like, you could tell I was a fan because like Mm -hmm, he would ask me questions and I could answer everything. And I was like, you know, naming like, literally the Oscars for the past five, 10 years. You know, I was like, right. like, I just knew everything. So it was clear, you know, I, I could yeah. work there. You're the right one. Yeah. And, yeah. and I could not believe he didn't, he wouldn't hire me. He just, he wouldn't hire me. And it was down the street from my house, Blockbuster. <laughs> and it was one of the, I think that, you know what guys, now that I think about it, I think that's my first official rejection is Blockbuster. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I don't oh, think I've ever shared this story. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, this is bringing me like trauma. But yeah, <laughs> like that. Wow, I've never shared this before. Only my parents know. But yeah, but yeah that that was my first rejection. Maybe you know, that like, set the fire, though. You know, stoke the yeah. fire to to get you doing what you're doing now. I, you know what? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, and it was around the time. Maybe I, damn, where, where'd you come from? Because <laughs> that was the exact year that the movie came out that literally changed my life. And I don't joke when I say that, like it changed Which my was? life. And it's the movie that made me go to film school. It was Children of Men by okay. Alfonso Cuaron. Yep. Most people are like, oh, which horror movie made you go to school or, you know, and yeah, and, yeah. and all that. That, that was the one an like, amazing film yeah uh, yeah, yeah. And, and i remember at, at the blockbuster interview i just described the crap out of that movie mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna make everybody rent this film and i was just like you know going nuts but it, yeah it was it was the same year because that was the after i saw that by accident too I, I went back home stoked and I was like, mom, dad, I'm going to film school. They're like, but what about your volleyball and your basketball? No, like I was so ready to change my life. Um, Because uh, here, I'll tell you what happened. So, so yeah. I'm, a, I'm the youngest sister. So my job is to ruin my sister's life. Every Absolutely. That's just yeah. what you do as the youngest the sibling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're the demon child is just how it is. So I knew what, what my sister was doing that evening. I knew she was going on a date. I knew what theater, what time. So I called up all my friends and I'm like, we're going to go crash her date. We're going to ruin everything. I just was stoked. Yeah. Little did I know that the movie she went to see was Children of Men. And it just, it just shocked me. Like I, this movie, I was like, oh, I'd never yeah. seen anything like that. But by that age, I was really immature, still am, but I was really immature in the sense that I, I just, I just watched so much Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler movies at that age. That was <laughs> mm-hmm. all I'd watch. And of course, horror movies, yeah. uh, but I, I wasn't interested in anything else. I was kind of a jerk like that. Mm-hmm. And then I see this film for the first time. I, I give a different movie a chance and it was a movie that was horrific in a real sense. And it just, yeah beautiful movie i never felt after a movie such almost hate of humanity and and i it just really spoke to me i could go on and on about this film but but what happened was that oh sorry go ahead go ahead no 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 keep continue 
<laughs> so what happened was, is that the guy she went on a date with was a film student. And oh. so by the end of the movie, of course, my sister was mad. She's like, what the hell are you doing here? But this date of hers, the boyfriend at the time, he saw how sh like in shock and awe I was. And mm -hmm. he said to me, well, did you know uh, I'm learning how to make movies like this in school? And I was like, what? You learned oh, about I... movies in school? He's like, yeah, it's called <laughs> film school. <gasps> I was like, I was like, what? I was like, what is that? Like, I was like, there's a thing called film school. And he's yeah. like, yeah, and this director is Mexican. You should check out his other two amigos, Guillermo del Toro and yes. uh, Alejandro Iñárritu. Like, he was, you know, telling, I was like, what? Like, it really, you know, it's, it really is those moments, you know, a lot of people think it's so cheesy to say, but it really spoke to me. I yeah. I said out loud, somebody like me made this. It's no joke when that shit happens. Like when fucking Diego Luna is in Star Wars, like people were like, he has an accent like me and he's the star. Like, like things like that are are real in movies. And and it just it changed my life. I was like, oh, my God. So I just from that moment on decided I want to go to film school. And I just started watching everything and thanks to that moment i i found out robert rodriguez and i just yep. found out his best friend is tarantino and, yeah. <laughs> and it just i just kind of found my way to all the things i love oh. but i i just love that that happened to me because it just it just really proved to me how how movies can change your life and yeah. I, i'm just so glad that we're we're in a time that that we really are challenging audiences to be so much more diverse and so yes. much more yeah. open and 100%. reading subtitles now for guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I just saw drive my car, like a, you know, a three hour Japanese film. And I was like, Oh I, my God, I would have never, you know, I'm 27 now, but I'm like, Hey, I would have never done this when I was younger, but be like the fact that this is accessible. I mean, it's to be honest, it's really not even that accessible all mm. over the place like I, we live in new york city so like we're like the yeah. one uh, outside of la probably the only other place that you can even go and watch a film like that so it's really right. you know it's not it's still yeah. it, it's about it is great that things are becoming more diverse and, and accepting of that but it's still so hard to find yeah um, so it's still so for a hard. wide audience i yeah. remember when pan's labyrinth came out Oh my god! And, oh, dude, dude! <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, Sean, pull have, your figures down from behind. I, you. <laughs> oh yeah, I have, I have like a ton of really cool figures up there. Um, but I, uh, I, I was so stoked about that movie from the beginning. And I remember, I mean, I was like early teen, I think, when that came out. And back then, it especially, it was really hard to get anyone to to watch like a subtitle movie with me. Mm. Like you'd be, it, it was just like crazy how people are just yeah. like, oh, I don't want to read. And I'm like, it's the most beautiful movie ever. And it's just, it's just, it's a shame. Um, it, but it's you, getting better for sure. It's getting better, but there's yeah. still more work to be done. I'll be yeah. honest with you guys. Like it, one of the toughest things I've experienced in my career was uh, I had to fight for the Spanish in my feature debut culture shock. I, I had to fight so hard to keep really? that mm -hmm. because, you know, the script was just like that. You know, when we worked mm -hmm. on it, everybody knew we were shooting 50 percent of the movie in Spanish. Or it's almost 60 percent, really. Yeah. And uh, director's cut. Everybody was so happy. Producer's cut. Great. 
But once it came to near the network cut, it it came this doubt that uh, audiences on Hulu don't like to read subtitles. And it was a very intense oh, day. Yeah, but it was yeah. a very intense conversation because it's not that, um, you know, the studio was malicious or anything, but they were very serious that our audience don't like to read subtitles. I'm like, well, we're going to make them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. And, and luckily, luckily, the only thing that saved culture shock in that conversation, that very heated conversation we had was bringing up Parasite, was bringing up, look at the movie that just won everything. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I mean, it was peak of Trump era too. Like it, it was a lot of doubts that I don't I don't blame people for for having them especially in mm -hmm. the entertainment industry but this was just a couple of years ago you know yeah. two three years ago so so this stuff still happens and you know as filmmakers and same with the, the consumers the audiences we have mm -hmm. to just continue to to encourage that change I couldn't yeah. believe what I was experiencing that day I was like am I really fighting yeah. for the authenticity of my film like it but it was it just did happen. So hopefully we continue to be um, on the right path. I'm so glad that everybody trusted me. This was the right decision, yeah. but uh, we just have to be so much, so ready still <laughs> for, yeah. for it. But I think, I think you're right, um, Sean, that, that it is on the right path, but there's yeah. more room. for oh, change. Absolutely. Yeah. Would you say, um, would you say that now, is it more, I, obviously there's, there's work to be done on both sides, but would you say, that a lot of it is still on the audience where the work needs to be done? Or is it about getting studios to have more faith in, in the audience's willingness I think like nowadays? Yeah, that's a great mm -hmm. question. I, I'll be honest. I, I do think it's both. Yeah. I really think it's both. It's It still feels in the studio system. Again, it's just what I've seen. Might mm -hmm. not, my, you know, I think it's yeah, well, it is changing, but I do feel that, it's still feeling like a checklist, like we're going through yeah. a checklist. It's not feeling organic and natural. It's feeling mm -hmm. like, ah, for example, ah, oh, gee, she's a minority and a female. Perfect. Right. Really? Like give yeah. it to the person that deserves the job. I, that's how yeah. I, I like yeah. to, I want to get there one day. Maybe now it is helping me. So I'm going to use that car, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of car. Which one you want? Minority? I got it. Female? I got it. Young? Here you go. You know, like, it's, fuck it. If that's how it's going, that's, yeah. that's what's working right, right now. You take them, yeah. you know, but at the end of the day, I don't, I, I hope to just be the right person for something, yes. you know? You I, I, yeah. So it's, I, yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky because yeah. at the same time, even though I still feel and I can tell that it's very much a checklist of who we need and what we need to make us studios look better. Mm -hmm. it, it's still sometimes they don't want to take the risk. I get as yeah. far as the interview and I'll tell you now I've I've lost to guys, not that they're just men that have way less credits or are not Latino for that specific project. Or, and I'm like, wow damn but there's just way more trust on sometimes the yes person yeah and yeah. i have been in many rooms for some big projects which i'm thankful for 
really being honest in the authenticity on certain things, really being honest on like, look, if you get me to do this, I'm going to fix this and do it like this, this, that, because in my culture, it really is like this, you know, like yeah, really right. being honest. And I've noticed a lot of this still happens where they, they, they really go with yes people. <laughs> and so I feel that yeah. just, the second part of your question makes it really hard for audiences to really see stories that break borders that that makes it doesn't help the audiences to be challenged. Yeah. So, yeah. so it kind of goes it's a little bit of both. So us filmmakers, you know, to finish that question, I think it, it has to be our responsibility to push change. Yes. Even if it's an indie film, th yeah. then, then we'll do it there. You know, right. Like, yeah. So Force the studios to progress. It's yeah. so cr crazy. I mean, you mentioned Parasite specifically, like Bong Joon-ho, you know, no one was hiring him to do something because he was, you know, South Korean or or for his background. And then he made this mm -hmm. movie that's so successful that finally opened people's eyes. I mean, he's made phenomenal, like Memories of, uh, Memories of Murder is an amazing film that no one even talks about. And now he's finally like going to be directing a WB, you know, I'm assuming, um, uh, like American produced film, but again, a person that's been in the the industry for however long, um, yeah, long still, time. Yeah. yeah, and it's still taken so long. I I have yeah. one question. So you're talking about how you you've been in these rooms and you're you're talking about the authentic authenticity that you have. The you know the it's it's your entire background. You have the ability to provide the authenticity and and knowledge about a specific culture to what you're creating. Are there films, uh, you know, specifically horror films, I'll say, um, that you think represent um, like the Mexican culture well, or at least have a good, um, yeah, I think representation is basically what I'm going for. Like, do you think there's there's horror films that you would say that have a great, you know, representation of the Mexican culture? Oh, for sure. And those are the ones that come from Mexico. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But 100%. Look, even, mm -hmm. even some that were shot there and was not a Mexican director. Look at Santa Sangre. Was way back in the day, I what's the director's name? Does the weirdest movies. I know look that I've up, heard of it, but I haven't look seen it. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say Santa Sangre. I got Santa, it going. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> but even movies like yeah, I think it's from like late 80s. Um Alejandro Jodorowsky. Jodorowsky. Yeah. Yep. He I mean, he does the weirdest films and yep. yeah, like definitely I recommend if you if you have the uh, <laughs> the stomach for his movies. But yeah. I think he's he's French or Chilean, I, I think mm -hmm. not Mexican at all. But it's movies like that that you, I mean, in the genre, you can tell the love for the country is there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I still believe that you don't necessarily have to be a filmmaker from where the movie is, mm -hmm. you have to put that effort and that research in. You can't, yes. I hate using this term, but it's the only one I know. You can't whitewash stuff, you know, you right. can't. No, it's, you, it's you a can't, valid uh, term. wash over yeah. things, yeah. you know? And so it, it, that's probably one of, yeah, that's definitely one of the ones way early that I'm like big thumbs up that yeah. they kept the authenticity. It's a weird ass movie, guys. Like, yeah, well, that's, I've, I've heard of it. I just haven't seen it yet. But oh I'm my god, I bump it up the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely watch it. Definitely watch it. But, but also, I'm really glad. Also, around the same time frame, you had 
the American version of The Curse of La Llorona, which I mm-hmm. still don't understand why it became part of the Conjuring universe, even though I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, in that same yeah. time, another Llorona came out that's on Shutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was from Guatemala. Yep. Fucking beautiful movie. Yep. You put those two and two together, you can, you can just tell. You can just tell the authenticity in that. And, um, you know, I could go on and on with tons of uh, South American films and movies from Mexico. We have fantastic horror movies in Mexico. But those are the ones that I'm like, big thumbs up that, you know, Mexicans made made some of these movies. Yeah. Like, like Alucarda. We also have, um, I think it's Here Comes the Devil. Um, tons of cool movies. Oh, We Are the Flesh. We are the flesh. We are the what flesh. the fuck? Okay. That movie messed me up. <laughs> like, yeah, that why? title is so cool. We are the flesh and the famous one that got uh, the American remake. Um, we are what we are. Right. Okay. Uh, so that's like the original Mexican horror movie that got so much buzz. Yeah, the, the director is Jorge Michel Grau. But okay. these movies, you, you these, these are movies that are just so great. And I, I find Mexican horror has such a crazy texture to it mm-hmm. that uh, that is so gritty and grungy in a way that we you know our country is so beautiful but at the same time we have a lot of corruption too and we mm-hmm. we see life so differently we have a very spiritual culture that we're not afraid of death which is really interesting to me uh we we i mean we celebrate it day mm-hmm. the day yeah. But also we just live our, our lives, not in danger, but we, we definitely live, live our lives so different in a third world country like that, that thrives in tourism, that mm-hmm. thrives in, you know, working with other countries. But it's when you watch Mexican horror, horror movies, we really put a lot of our life experiences into these films, whether they're folklore or not. And I think yeah. that's what makes Mexican horror movies really really good um i love them yeah it brings this whole other angle that that we're at least not getting heavily exposed to here yeah Um, that's what i was gonna say you you meant the the last portion about talking about the you know the the life of how life in mexico is different uh i when i was asking that question um because i was trying to rack my brain and think of films that i at least believe are are, um were made in mexico but uh tigers are not afraid uh of course can't believe I didn't mention it. Yeah, that's <laughs> another one. That's that's the first one that comes to my mind. Um, and it's so it's so emblematic of what you just said. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's about the drug war, but it's about you know, it's it's a dark fairy tale, and there's like five children, and it's about not fearing death, but about you know, like appreciating the yeah. life, the life that you live and and the things that happen on the day to day basis. Um, one hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I mean, it touches base not just on magical real realism but on real horror i think yeah. i think that's the the key it's real horror that we're we're messing around here with there's also another mexican one emilio portes is the the director at, i think it's called belzebuth uh on shutter that okay. movie messed me up it's brand new it, it, it it's he's such a great director so this movie again it it's very much with demons and the devil, uh, but on the border of, of Mexico. And you start seeing how children are, are getting killed. 
Okay. And of course, like it just touches subjects. I don't want to ruin anything that you're like, yeah, oh my yeah. God. No, because I'm definitely going to watch it. So. Yeah. <laughs> this this movie is messed. Okay. Belzebuth with, with a Z. Right. Definitely watch that. I've I got like... Done- yeah, yeah, most I got of what like, you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. We we got to research after yeah. we talk to people. No, that's it's amazing. It's it's wonderful. You know, I we de- we definitely wanted to talk about your background because everything that you uh create, you know, you're you put yourself it's it's so amazing to see create uh creatives in general, but just uh directors and and writers that put their everything in their background and their culture into what they create. Mm-hmm. And it's so, you know, from from El Gigante to even Bingo Hell, like you're uh you, you as a person, you're so evident in what you're creating. Um, so we wanted to ask Thank about you. that. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you've you've yeah. you've spoken so well on it. Um, but it's it's so wonderful to see. Uh, I I wish the the only thing I wanted to talk about El Gigante. I can't find it streaming anywhere, unfortunately. Um, I, but know, I know that it's, it just got off Shutter. I was like, oh, we gotta find out where next. Yeah, yeah. we gotta. It's the only place I could find was like Spectrum TV or something. Yeah. I'm like, I can't. I, I don't have. That's the one of the yeah. one of the only things I don't have. But we'll I find know. it. Um, I, I, yeah. I, you know, I was I, funny you bring that up. I literally was having this conversation yesterday with my best friend and producer Rainer. I was like, maybe we should just put it out for free. Like maybe it should just be out there. I know YouTube already <laughs> took it off through the three times we tried because it's too hard. Oh. So we might have to be like a like a, a Vimeo for the world. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean that that shorts had such a great life. Like it mm-hmm. did festivals all over the world. It, it won so many things. It yeah. got me my 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 career and my jobs now. And Shutter's like, we'll take it. And you know, but Shutter with most things. It's, it's only a couple years for yeah. a lot of the, the shows on there. Yeah. So the two years is up and I was like, I guess, uh, is, is it done? What do we do? And that project, amigos, that is like my dream goal to make into a feature. Like, into I don't care feature. what anyone says. I, oh. I have to make this Mexican yeah. Texas, Texas Chainsaw of some sort. Like, I, I'm just like, this is the coolest book because it's based on a book. Okay. Uh, and and El Gigante, the short film, is is chapter one of the book, what we filmed. So I, I'm just, I'm just like, man, this is the dream yeah. project. So hopefully it'll happen. <laughs> that just made me, all, everything that you just said describing it just made me that more excited to watch it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> We'll, um, we'll find it whenever you know yeah, whenever you know when it's up like shoot me an email yeah. so you know, oh you guys will be the first it. perfect you guys will be the first oh um, yeah but so, yeah we i was just gonna that? say so so obviously you know that that was the short that kind of got you in and there's also a poster yeah. of that in your newest film bingo hell which sean and i watched recently um yeah. which came That's out exactly back in in good. october i believe right october of last Correct. year so what you know kind of jumping into that as your latest big thing that you worked on what was the the beginning of that what was the idea behind creating that film and kind of what did you want to do with bingo hell <laughs> no worries i will so we were just finishing up um culture shock and it was doing so good um and so i was just catching up with my friend shane mckenzie who is the creator and the writer of El Gigante in the novel. We were okay. just catching up and he's like, oh, I saw your movie. I was like, yeah, man, we got to We got to make that into a feature. And we were just shooting the shit, you know, until he was like, yo, you're not going to believe where I was last night. I was like, oh, what happened? He's like, I went to my mother-in-law's bingo hall. 
And she was nuts. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, all these old geezers were just crazy. He's like, they were competitive. So he was just sharing with me how funny it was to see all these senior citizens play bingo. And I told him, listen, man, don't even get me started because my abuela, my grandma, she's obsessed with Mm -hmm. Loteria, which is Mexican bingo. Okay. I was like, and you just do not take that game away from her. Like she plays that with her sisters. So we were just, you know, joking about his mother-in-law and my grandma until he just said the magical words. He's like, I wonder what would happen if we just made bingo disappear from them. I was like, oh, they'd kill. They'd murder. <laughs> I was like, hey, they would kill someone. It just kind of sparked the idea. It's like, yo, that's a movie. And it just, you know, we just kept making fun of it until... Yeah. Blumhouse was like, do you got any other ideas? We we want to make some movies for Amazon. We need like a fun one. I was like, what do you think of this bingo idea? And I literally just shared with them literally three sentences. Yeah. Just these old seniors that are about to be gentrified. Their bingo hall gets bought out by this force that is more dangerous than money. And yeah. they got to fight back for their bingo hall. They were like, <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> so so it was just like that. We were both like, oh, okay. I but it was that. a wild ride because the pandemic suddenly happened mm-hmm. and the yeah. election was going on. And yeah. all these ideas and things we wanted to do for the movie, you know, was so intense and so hard. But everybody really believed in making it, which is so cool. Even yeah. though, you know, the budget was... Oh, you know, heartbreaking, uh, you know, and during the COVID times, Mm -hmm. ah, it was just this is pre vaccines when we shot it. So it just um, was tough. So it was just constant changes to make a script work for the times. Um, But I'm so thankful still for every second we had and all those actors were the actors I wanted uh, from writing the script with Shane and. And you could tell these guys, they just want it to work after a whole year of being yeah. in the house. So they, these, these older actors just had a blast. It was scary yeah. sometimes because I don't think they were acting, especially, <laughs> uh, you know, without ruining anything at the end of the movie. I, those, those guys were not acting like they just let out a lot yes. of steam. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that makes complete sense. I love the movie's so fun. So it's, I love hearing all of that. I mean, I, I don't love hearing the you know the budget restrictions and, and having to do it through covid but the the authenticity of, of how it sort of began with that conversation and and taking it and knowing that everybody kind of got to get everything that they've had built up in them for a year yeah. out it makes sense watching the movie <laughs> you're like oh okay <laughs> and, and even horror icon richard Brake, like yeah. he yeah. had a blast like I I, bet. He, he was that actor that i just never i never called cut I never stopped him. He was a one take man that was a long take, mm-hmm. but he was he's such an interesting and phenomenal actor. He he would just build himself up into this climax and this monster. So he was always resetting himself and was going bigger and weirder and yeah. that until he's like Okay, I'm done. How was that? I'm like, oh, oh cut, cut, cut. He's done, he's done. But always, I was just watching him with this big smile, like, because he was so yeah. crazy. Yeah. And and he's so sweet. He was so lovely. But, you know, it's funny. I 
every actor, especially Richard Brake and mm-hmm. Adriana Barraza, who's the lead, they mm-hmm. were the two that I just had them in my head while writing. Little did I think they would do it. Yeah. So when suddenly during the audition process, Richard Brake's self tape comes in, I'm like, <gasps> like it was the only way. You would like, look at no, it. Yeah. No, I know. And I didn't want to be biased, right? I just, yeah. that was the one character that I asked uh, my producer, my producers, I was like, watch them and let me know. Let me know your top five. And they, and they didn't know I love Richard Brake. They had no idea. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they sure enough came back with, yo, this yeah. guy, Richard Brake. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, thank God. Okay, I can watch. You know, because I want to be fair. And yeah. so... I had such a good time. It was the hardest thing I've had to shoot because of everything that was going on in our yeah. world. But it was a blast. And I I still think the death scene in, in Bingo Hell and the auto shop is the most favorite thing I've ever shot. I love so that. I, I, yay, I'm glad was, you brought that up. Yes, it was it was so much fun. Did you want to say something about it? Because I got oh, plenty. No, I mean, go. I, oh. I know that we wanted to talk about kind of the gore yes. in that film. And Sean wanted yeah. to bring that up. But I, I specifically was going to say that the auto shop death is so fun. chef's kiss. It, it was my yeah. favorite part. That's yeah. awesome. You you were just so I, we literally have it as like a note to talk about the gross stuff because you were just so <laughs> willing to go gross with this movie. And I, from everything from you know, from from this goo that seems to be getting on everything to hit in the in the auto um, in the auto scene when he's guzzling. Why? Well, I guess I don't want to ruin stuff. No, but he's, fuck it. <laughs> it's, it's one part. There's if you a, all right. want to keep listening. Yeah, will be spoilers. <laughs> well, Come back in one minute. There. We yes. do always tell people at the beginning of our episodes to like we don't. We, to we watch would the rather. Movie first. Yeah, yeah, our plays can wait. You know, watch the our movies first. So, um, but. But yeah, when he's he's guzzling the oil and stuff like that was just so hard to watch in the best yeah. way. Um, That's awesome. And That's I'm, awesome. When it came to because uh, there's a part where a uh, uh, Richard is like spewing stuff up. Um, what what kind of stuff were you guys using on set? Unless the, <laughs> are these secrets? I, I just want to know what was in everybody's mouths. What were what was everybody covered in? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there was a lot of random like chocolate and syrup everywhere for everyone to be safe but i mean the the oil for mm-hmm. for that character it was just sugar free honey you know that we, really yeah it was just sugar free oh. honey with some food coloring so it was black you know so, oh, yeah. <laughs> so everyone yeah. always had some sort of sweet something gotcha. uh, but it definitely was a, it was a very sticky set i was about <laughs> to say it looked like the stickiest set ever oh yeah but everybody uh. had fun like i think the props team had just too much fun with the bingo cards and the balls and all the slime. Like they, yeah. they were always in such a good mood. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Making things gross. Cause the quote every day was more blood, more slime every day. <laughs> we had that. You're like, this is uh, great, but, but more. <laughs> definitely. And, and the wildest thing, you know, was that that was day one and two was the auto shop. Those were the first two days of shooting oh wow um, so what started off with a bang <laughs> so i i mean i i really was happy to start with a death scene that i'm i was such a fan of in the uh in the script yeah and the way it turned out i mean it to me it really is my favorite scene a death scene i've shot and yeah. especially let me tell you the the fun anecdote here is that that actor oh my god i love him he's so nice grover 
he had never in his entire legendary career ever had fake blood on him ever and he came up to me he looked super nervous that morning i don't know if you know i thought it was the day one you know shitters and Mm -hmm. i I thought he was so scared and so he's like oh ma'am can we talk I was like, yeah, Grover, what's up? I was like, ah, you excited day one? And then he's like, yeah, um, um, I've, uh, I've never had fake blood on me. I don't know what I'm doing. Like he was so <laughs> honest and he was our, our oldest actor too. Like he's, okay. he's, he's our oldest one. So he was definitely the one that we were like, pace yourself. Cause he laughs so hard in the movie as you see. Yes. He's yeah, always yes. like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. and so we were like, Grover, Grover, sit down, breathe. breathe. I don't want anyone to fall. Yeah. And so he was so scared and I was like, okay, Grover, I, I got you. I got you. The grosser, the better. That's yeah. what I kept telling him. So when mm-hmm. it came to the oil spill and making him, you know, the sweat was all his. We didn't have to spray him with anything. Like he was that nervous. <laughs> wow. But he just started having so much fun being nasty and gross. Yes. And and then when it came to, you know, the big blood bath, he he just looked at me like, what do I do, man? <laughs> I said, okay, Grover. Good thing is, is that we only have budget for one take. <laughs> so you only have to do this once. I told him only one time. So this is what you're going to do. When I call action, you're going to close your fucking eyes and you're going to keep acting because this stuff's going to go everywhere. He's like, oh, I just I just closed them. I'm like, yeah, but you don't stop. You don't stop dying. Yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm like, he's ready, everyone. He's ready. And so I was like, one, two, three. Okay. Okay. Get into it, Grover. Get into it. And so he's, he's already like with his eyes open, like getting into it. And he's shaking. Like, he's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm like, and action. And he's like, like and he's just going for it. And this thing just went, as you see in the movie, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's just so lovely. He had his eyes closed. For the whole thing. Yeah. Because at one point I, I called freeze for the for the blood to stop for a second and him to freeze so we mm-hmm. can put little chunks of meat on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's like all frozen like a mannequin. And and so he's like <laughs> and, then, and I'm like, and action again. <laughs> and he's like going again. And oh my God. He 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 was so thankful for that experience that at the end he's like, you know, we wipe his eyes and every time I'm like Grover, you you fucking killed it. You are awesome. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, that was easy, actually. You mind <laughs> nice. taking a picture for my son? Oh my god. So I was so like, good. sure, man. Like uh, it was the best first oh. day. So, that's so amazing. good. That's amazing. Did <laughs> yeah. you guys shoot? Was it uh was it at least like a little warm out? Was it cold when you guys shot? What was it like? Oh no, we uh we had the worst weather in the world. There was uh lightning warnings, we got oh, flooded. Geez. It was oh. New Orleans did, did not oh, like, you. like me there. I was just <laughs> oh, wondering, yeah. like being covered in fake blood while it's also cold while you're shooting. Yeah. I just would imagine oh, that being no. a pain. So yeah. No, it was it was just I've never seen weather like that in my life because it, yeah. it was also when um, I think it was in Austin, Texas, it snowed. So it started yes. to trickle towards us. Oh. 
yeah. started trickling towards us. So we were we had to stop shooting for a few days because the weather was like, we don't know what to do. Yeah. A- <laughs> wow. Yeah. I I love I just love that he had never had fake blood on never. him. And then you put on a ton. You covered him in uh, some of, of that was one of the bloodier scenes I've seen. Uh, so that's 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 so awesome. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like, I, you know, it's quite the challenge because these movies of Welcome to the Blumhouse are, are not gory. And we were mm-hmm. told to, you know, not go there and, and not be too violent. That was very hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was that was I, you know, I had the eye twitch, like, you know, yeah. kill, the Kill Bill eye, like, <laughs> like the entire time. I was like, how the fuck? And so, you know, I I really thought of it hard. I was like, you know what? Blood ain't the same as gore. I'm gonna go bloody. And yes. that's yeah. okay. So, <laughs> so that was definitely always my my <laughs> with the studio. I'm like, don't worry, bloody is not the same as gory. We're okay. So yeah. it was it, it was definitely that an easy fight because they're like, oh, she's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and but now you can use that forever. <laughs> forever. Yes. But I'm excited, guys, because I really I'm so thankful for Culture Shock and Bingo Hell. I, I'm so happy that you know these lower budgeted movies are able to be out in the world. And I mean, I'm just so excited of what's next that I, I could just get closer and closer to really making something so GG that I ain't going to stop. You know, I want to get to the point of something like, you know, James Wan does all these awesome movies and, and then goes, does some studio films, but suddenly Mm -hmm. comes back with a movie as fucking nuts as malignant. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) This is awesome. Like that's, I'm like, so inspired by that. I'm like, okay, I I see his path. I see what he did there. So, you know, hopefully one day I, I really, maybe it's El Gigante the feature if it's another 10 years from now, I don't know. But that's I really am excited to all these wonderful possibilities. Like, I can't wait. I, <laughs> Hell yeah, no, we I'm can't sure wait. Sure, it's to see gonna it. I, with with the amazing stuff you're putting out. I'm sure it's gonna be sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, you guys no, rock. No doubt. Well, listen, I we've we've loved talking to you. Before we let you go, though, um, I do have one final question. Right. Yeah. So we, I, I love to. I love to go through people's Twitters when we're doing research on them for interviews. Uh, and and you have a wealth of things that I could talk about. But there's one tweet in specific back from September uh, about a movie that Sean and I both love. And I, I want it. basically want you to provide a little bit of context. I mean, you, I'll read the tweet, which says a lot by itself. But um, I just want you to kind of explain, you know, a little bit about why you tweeted this. So, oh, my uh, God, tell me, do it. So you said, uh, the Mist is on my top list for best well-acted and performed genre movie out there. Solely focused on the flaws and horror of humanity. P.S. Still the best ending to a movie. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, just the way that you um you set up this last question, I thought you were going to give me shit for no. an, a different tweet that I put out. I'm like, oh, so many people hated me. I was like, oh my God. I, yeah, it, I thought it was going to be on the, the Nick Cage movie Pig. Because I, oh, I put a tweet out that I fell, fell asleep. asleep. Not that I hated it. Yeah. I, I, just, I just, I fell asleep. It was, yeah. so, it was so cozy, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but no. everyone was like, Bleh! I was like, oh my God. Like, I just, I, from that tweet on, I was like, I need to just give explanation for everything. <laughs> yeah. Never <laughs> so I, you fell asleep. I, I swear, I swear, I thought you were going to go there. I'm like, <gasps> I still need to, I still need to watch it again. Because, you know, the score in that movie was just so Nice. I still have some of my favorites. Yeah, fell asleep. Year. 
I just was like, oh, this is not, you know, but the mist, I, oh my God, oh my God. I've seen that movie also. Um, There was a theater that put it out in black and white. Yes. In the intention that their director won. It's better. Oh, it's so good. Oh my God. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that film. I've seen it so many times and it's still an ending to a movie that I I've never gasped mm-hmm. so loud. Yeah. Like, like I I was so loud when I saw that in theaters, when I saw it again with my family, every time I make a friend watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just proves honestly and and I mean it didn't age well with the CGI. But yeah. it's one of those movies that it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's so wonderful. It's, it's cool because yeah. the the black and white, I think, helps. With oh, the oh, yeah. White yeah. 100%. Yeah. It actually yeah. kind of hides everything. Exactly. Yeah. So I from now on, when I show people, because I actually just saw it in black and white for the first time, like early in the pandemic, I had seen it. The movie oh. several times before, but my first black and white viewing was was early into the pandemic, and now that's like exclusively how I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it I love movies that are just willing to shatter your heart, like yeah, like and hold nothing back. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of tragic endings. Like yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of endings that I'm like, oh yeah, shit. like <laughs> you know when I saw the French film martyrs for example oh god like i i don't know there's just i i i feel like even like the mist why i like it so much i couldn't stop talking about it and that's exactly what a movie should make you feel like it's life sucks like like (laughs) in all honesty yes except for pixar who does it right every time (laughs) you know i just our lives are so difficult and i think it's okay to show people how shitty things can be yeah um you know and uh definitely that movie i think also why i like it it's just you know put put all the monsters and aliens put all that you know horror elements and sci-fi elements on the side the people in it uh it, it to me is what makes that film or yeah. that story you know if <laughs> Stephen King really always brings real human yes. issues, like real yes. human interactions of, of really how how annoying we are and just how how difficult beings we are, mm-hmm. how we just overreact. We don't think logically. Yeah. It's so good because you're you're in one location. Everybody's survival instinct kicks in different. And, and that's what makes it so good because. Yes. Even if it's, let's say, a war outside instead of monsters, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. movie would have been the exact same. It would have yeah. been the exact same because uh, yeah. uh, it it shows it shows uh, such a universal topic. Actually, it's yeah. very current too of how yes, di- I, of how divided we are. A hundred percent. Not yeah. to mention Miss Carmody's uh, 
religious. Oh, oh she's so good. Yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. so, she's so good. She is yeah. so good. So amazing, it, and I hate her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's it, well, driving me nuts. You, you put that movie in today, she's the anti-vaxxer. Let me tell yeah. you right now. Exactly. No, <laughs> she's, uh, or she's the Karen, you know, that didn't want to put on the mask. I don't know. Like 100%. But, but definitely, like, that movie speaks levels. Like, wow. speaks yep. levels. And then that scene, <gasps> the scene with the, the, the guy, the military guy, Mm-hmm. You know how they all yeah. turn on this guy. Yeah. Like it's just, oh my, it's, but it's so real, man. Like it's yeah. just, it. the people are scary. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It, I no, think it's time so for a, re- a rewatch for me. That you've oh, definitely, solidified it. Yeah. Definitely. It's gotta be. Well, listen, talking about tragic endings, unfortunately, you know, uh, we've come, come to the end of the interview, but so normally we, we ask, and I, I mentioned this to you before, we normally ask for mostly horror recommendations, but I think you gave a, a wealth of, um, Mexican or South American films, uh, mm-hmm. that you, you think are some of the best out there. I believe you, uh, we haven't seen a lot of them, but we've written a lot of them down. So I'm going to use those as your mostly horror recommendations. So hopefully our listeners can, can watch some films that they haven't seen before from um, different cultures and backgrounds. Uh, Cause I, I, I know that we're going to watch them as well. So that's, uh, that's gotta be the move, but Gigi, thank (laughs) you so much. This has been an amazing interview. Um, This was so much fun guys. Thank you. We've had a blast and uh, are so excited for whatever you're going to create next. Yeah. Yeah. More gore, baby. It's (laughs) coming. Absolutely. (laughs) Take care. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. That's Steve. That was supposed to be you. Failing us. I don't know why we're starting off with Hawthorne Heights, but um, we are back for another game. Um, We haven't played this game in a little bit. We're joined by our friend Chelsea for this one. Uh, We are playing another iteration of Rotting Tomatoes. Um, For those of you who this may be your first time playing Rotting Tomatoes along with us, um, here's how it works. So we all choose three films off of Rotten Tomatoes and um, based on what we choose, one of us has to figure out or guess the critic score and there are points divvied up based on how close we are. So if you are within 10 percentage points or 10 points of the critic score, um, you get a point. If you're within five of the critic score, you get two points. And if you're within two of the critic score, it used to be 10 points. Do we want to keep it 10 points? That makes it a little bit, uh, if if someone gets that close, it puts the game a little out of reach. Do we want to keep doing that or do we want to make it five? Make it five. Make it All right, five. It's gonna, if you're within two points <clears throat> of the percentage, we're going, we're making this up as we go. Uh, you get five points. Not only that, whoever is not guessing also gets to do an over or under. So they can they can see if they think the person guessing is a little high, a little low. And if they guess that correct, they get an additional point. If that didn't make sense, just listen to what we're going to do and you <laughs> will understand it all. Um, yeah. Today's Rotting Tomatoes 
is um, going to be themed. It's the thematic uh, because of our interview with uh, with Gigi and Bingo Hell. We are doing films that have old people in them, um, which is, I guess that's not thematic. It's probably almost every movie. Um, but it's, we're picking ones that they're not, important. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're integral know, to the plot. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's fair. I think it's um, fair. And I also think the last time we played was with Ashton Elena, if I remember correctly. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yep, so it's been a minute. Yeah. It has been a minute. Um, so what we're gonna do is uh Chelsea will um pick a movie and I'll guess hers, Sean will guess mine, and Chelsea will guess Sean's. Um, that's just how it's set up on my screen. Uh, Chelsea, since since you're the guest, uh, do you want to go first with your first movie? Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, my first save, movie is. Oh. I was gonna say let's save the non-horror till last. We'll do our two horror right. ones at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, my first movie is the taking of Deborah Logan. Mm. Interesting. It's very so, good. The thing about the taking of Deborah Logan is that I haven't seen it. I know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But and we're doing know, critic scores, right? Critic score, correct. Okay. I do know a little bit about it. Um, and I have seen like the picture. So <laughs> of our cats, I guess. That was that um, was my cat or Steve's cat trying to kill my cat or Steve's cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I have seen a little bit of taking of Deborah Logan. I'm trying to think. I mean, I think it's like pretty has a good critic, good enough critic score. I'm gonna go with like a like a 76. Hmm. And then Sean does over under. Yeah. Sean, do you think it's that's, cool. do you think it's higher than 76 or lower? I never fucking know with this game, man. I know it's that so hard. that, that movie part. is great. I also need to mention that Steve hasn't seen it, but he knows about the, the one thing in the movie. Like if you think about iconic imagery. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bummer, but um, blame the internet. Oh, let's say you said 76. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say under because, but it, I, it should be more, but usually I, if, if I fuck this up, I'm just never going with my gut on that again. And <laughs> I am going with my gut all the time and not thinking anymore. I'm going to say under. Okay. Uh, 91. God damn it. Wow. God damn it. Really? Super high critic score. Audience score 48, which is disgusting what? to me because that movie's good. Yeah, what? I don't Yeah, get... 91. That's really high. I always, I know. when it comes to horror, I always just like err on the side of lower of than low. 80. Yeah, me cause, too. Because they're <laughs> supposed to be d- dumb dummies making these decisions. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. That's Damn. so weird to me. I'm I'm truly am shocked to hear, especially that the audience is only 48. Like what? And you me said too. lower, right, Sean? Yeah, mm-hmm. I said lower. I th- I thought Damn. it would have been like 70. You know, if yeah. I had been guessing without seeing the score, I would have said lower. Also, it yeah. was I was so surprised to see 91. Because it feels it's. I mean, it's it feels like an indie flick. It feels like a really good indie. Film it is footage. right. Yeah, I mean, isn't it, yeah. isn't it just an indie film, essentially? I do not. Uh, every time we play this game, I just realize how much I don't get Ron today. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So 91. That's that's really good. All right. Uh, if you're playing at home, I have zero points and John has zero points. Uh, neither of us got anything from that one. Um, 
All right. So next up uh, for my movie, a film that you guys just watched again last night, I'm going with M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit. Shyamalanian. Shyamalama ding dong. That guy. (laughs) (laughs) Am I supposed to guess? Who guesses? You guess. You guess. The Visit. I guess for The Visit. The world. I feel like the world as a whole doesn't know what to do with that man. Um, the visit slaps, dude. The visit slaps. Yeah, can confirm. We watched it last night. <laughs> so, what would give the taking of Deborah Logan that high of a score, but not give the visit a higher score? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say eighty. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking the same way in that they're both really good. Yeah. It's 80. Maybe. (laughs) Fuck it. I'm going to say higher. You're going to say higher? Yeah. I'm going to say you're both wrong. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) the visit is at a a 68. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Why should have went with my with my brain and not my heart? You know what it is? It was the diaper. The diaper got him. Yeah. It, <laughs> it probably was the diaper. It's crazy because the audience score is 51 for that movie. Really? Yeah, the audience score is even lower. I so I will say that I haven't like most people have dismissed that movie, other than Mike, like from what I've yeah. seen. Other than like the couple of us that have talked about really liking it, I have not seen like people raving about that movie or anything online. People I don't like him. I think it's, it's one of his better movies. It's one I of agree my too. favorite movies that he has. It's my second favorite movie that he's done, right behind Devil. What about Signs? Devil is really good. I like Signs, but I like Signs is like number three for me. I also don't think Devil is him. I think that he just I produced think it he produced it yeah but i don't think well it's my favorite movie of his <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love devil devil dude that's another one everyone shit on devil and i think devil's fantastic i like the sixth sense and i like signs yeah and i like the visit um oh he wrote wrote and produced devil there you go that's okay, close so enough for me it. yeah yeah uh, Split was cool, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a not a big fan because he did one of my least favorite movies, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> one that might come up a little later. <laughs> one that may come up, yeah. Uh, so again, if you're still playing at home, no one has any points because we're yeah. awful at this game. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Sean, uh, you choose your next movie, and uh. Chelsea can guess. Okay, so I was actually, like, when I picked it last night, I was so confident. And then this morning, I realized I we might have done this on a game before. So I don't know. But my first movie is Rosemary's Baby. And I guess. Yeah. I think and also... Have, did we do that one before? If you did it, I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember either. Like, the number, so I think, yeah. I think we'll yeah. be okay. But also, we should be saying maybe why... We want some of these. I, I chose Rosemary's Baby because we're kind of going with the bingo theme. And I just think that that playing bingo with all of the the old folk 
here would be a they're clearly rich so i think mm-hmm. we're going to get some <laughs> some money but i just see them high they stakes know, bingo exactly they know how to celebrate you know they like there know would be a celebrate. lot of the year they'd win the year is, nine. The year is one <laughs> satan lives god is dead so yeah uh rosemary's baby yeah i didn't i didn't feel like i had to explain my visit pick because that's it's so obvious yeah, pretty much. Um, all right, yeah, Chelsea, what do you think Rosemary's Baby is? Um, okay, I know that people like this movie like all around, so I'm gonna say 85. I definitely think it's in the 90s. You think so? Uh, I would, I would say higher than 85. Yeah, I want it to be, but let's see. Yeah, if taking of Deborah Logan's at 91, the Rosemary's Baby is definitely like 95 or something. What's what's your oh I guess you just say over I said higher yeah, yeah. Okay. it's ninety six nice <laughs> yeah. yeah it's worth not getting a point to know that that's the reality yes yeah um which is it's conflicting because doesn't Polanski like suck or something isn't he and not super yeah, cool yeah. Roman Polanski's yeah. not great I fucking love Rosemary's Baby Rosemary's it's, Baby is one of my comfort like go to sleep movies it's phenomenal like I'll be drifting off just counting sheep. And in the background, you just hear, what's wrong with its eyes? And, <laughs> you know, sweet slumbers. But yeah, okay, so the first point has been given. To me. Steve, Steve with a, a whopping one over there. And, and you said it was 96% was Rosemary's yeah. baby? Yep, audience score was 87, um, which, okay. I mean, that's fine, I guess, but it should be more. Yeah, audience score is just... It, because again, this is an aggregate thing. So 96 means that 96% of reviews were positive mm-hmm. reviews. Um, they should all be positive reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Almost all of them. Um, all right. My next film that I'm going to choose uh, for its infamous old woman in the tub scene is The Shining. What do you think she's bringing to the bingo table? Not close. (laughs) (laughs) She's bringing water stains all over everything. Yeah, she's dripping all over the shit, dude. Love it. If she's got a dry marker, it doesn't matter, dude. You just put it on yourself a little bit. It's wet again. Right. You better hope it's not a wet erase board because she's not going to be able to keep track. It's great too because you know the bingo halls out there serving drinks, and the more you drink, she turns into like the young woman version Younger, of herself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's okay. Great. But yeah, uh, my my film in general is The Shining, and Sean, you have to guess. Oh, it's me. I'm the it's guy. You. Um. Well, okay. It's Kubrick. Let's uh-huh. be real. It's. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say ninety. 95 94 94 i'm gonna say 94 94 yeah okay just because like that only leaves me with six numbers i'm so sorry to go over i'm gonna have to say under play the both, odds there that's that's yeah. fair that's that's smart of you to say chelsea um so sean you you helped yourself by changing that one percent because the shining is at an 84 Son of a Which bitch. I feel like is low, but you are within yeah. 10, so that that gives you a point. 84 is low, and Chelsea, you obviously get a point as well because you were yes. you were under. Um yeah, 84 seems low. It should be like at least low 90s. Taking of Deborah Logan, which is a great movie. 
The Taking yep. of Deborah Logan has a yeah, 90 critic score. Yeah. So what? You have to think again about how Rotten Tomatoes works. So hypothetically, like I'm sure that there's more reviews that there's more reviews for The Shining than there are for The Taking of Deborah Logan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can I can figure that out. Um so oh, like The Taking of Deborah Logan has yeah, it has 11 reviews, 11 critic reviews. Oh. So there's probably a ton of reviews for The Shining. So it's yeah, so you know the taping taking of De- holy shit, the taking of Deborah Logan uh, if it has 11 views, 10 or 9 of those are positive, and then that leaves it with a yeah. 91. But then The Shining, on the other hand, as I click around, has 96 critic reviews. And, you know, it's certified fresh. I mean, 84 is still good, but only 84% of those critic reviews were positive. So, again, we're at the whim of, uh, at the whim of how Rotten Tomatoes works. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I think the thing, that, the thing that matters is that we're all at one point um, now and everything's that even. Uh, so The Shining, 84%. Chelsea, what was your second movie? I don't remember. Sorry. Um, my second movie, another um, Shyamalan hit. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you go, it's Sean's <gasps> turn now. Oh, is it? No, you, wait. you skipped me just a second ago. You I went skipped instead- you? Yeah, so I just figured I would go next. <laughs> Damn, I'm fucking up our own game. All right, wait, you, you, you go ahead. Right. You're supposed to be in charge of this now. podcast. <laughs> I'm supposed to. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yes, I'm going with old. A recent hit, a favorite of mine. Am Classic I gem? No, Do I I'm, guess for you? I'm. Okay. I'm guessing. It's like because I haven't old. seen it. All right. Yeah, and the issue with we old, talked a bit about it last night. Yeah. So you you get what it's it's no yeah I I know I know all sorts of stuff I guess I don't know any I know like the basic plot and I know that people didn't like it yeah it's hard for me to do this one because I don't like this movie at all aggressively doesn't it's one of my least favorite movies probably (laughs) in the history of movie yeah it's Um, super sucked (laughs) I couldn't even have fun I couldn't have fun with this being bad like I could with like Moonfall like it's not. I had a little me. fun with it with the guy who kept being like, my name's Derek or whatever yeah. it was. He, oh you know, like God, there were, dude. there were some good, like bad lines, but it wasn't supposed to be that type of movie. Like, I feel I like it, it wasn't supposed to be played like that. Anyways. Yeah. Old is rough. Um, I'm like, I'm like handcuffed. Cause I don't know how to do this one because of how much I dislike it. I'm going to go with like a, I'm gonna go with like 27. Okay. <laughs> and Sean has to try to figure out if it's higher or lower. I'm trying to think if what was okay. Wait, we did. Uh, you did the visit, and the Which visit wasn't as high as we thought. So maybe, dude, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say lower. I'm gonna say lower, lower. than 27. It's I just. It, ah, <laughs> I don't get the game. Well, because in my head, I'm like, okay, well, do, do critics really like him? It doesn't sound like they were out here prioritizing his whatever. But they obviously, I'm sure that like the six, the sixth sense has to have like a good whatever. Yeah, again, sure. it doesn't matter what the director. Is. Like a director can have a bad movie and a good movie. The sixth sense is a great movie and it has a good score. 
I'm probably just throwing a point away, but I'm going to lock in lower. You're going to say lower than 27? I feel yeah. like... Locking I, in lower? I feel like yeah. it can't be lower, but I don't know. Chelsea, what well, is it? it's already locked in, so... Um, 50%. Son of a bitch. 50? 50. A flat 50. Some That's, people loved it. Some people didn't. That is too high. Agreed. It's, Audience it's, is 53, <laughs> which is also shocking to me. Like, how? Yeah. How? How could it be that how could it be that <laughs> some people had fun who's yeah. so i don't know yeah neither of us got a point because that's garbage <laughs> i'm out here with zero points are you, you wait, no who? you have a point you have one point. oh I, we're, yeah okay. we're all tied because right? for the shining right. yeah for the shining you were within 10 so um but now sean it is your turn to choose okay. your second film all right so it's I kind of, I guess I pushed it. Rosemary was the the main horror movie that I had. This is, I would say that this counts though. This is definitely horror adjacent. Um, I chose Requiem for a Dream. I'm going to be Which on I just television. Saw, I saw a 4K <laughs> restoration of that uh, really? at Best Buy the other day. Yeah. I need to rewatch it. And the reason I picked it is because obviously of Sarah Gold, Gold Field, Gold, blah, 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 not Goldberg. That's nope, you. That's me. That is Steve. Uh, but either way, Ma. Yeah, Goldfarb. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but Ma and her her catty friends outside. And I just feel like they bring a lot of hot goss to the bingo hall. Um, yeah. I think Sarah that's would be dressed be to the nines in that beautiful <laughs> dress. All right. Yeah, she'd be looking at the refrigerator weird, but we'd all get past it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. I haven't seen so, that movie in a minute. But it's because it's fucking depressing. Yeah, it's a bummer. But well, what do really you good. think the critics think? Is it me? I it's think you. So. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how this movie was received. I know that I I liked it mm-hmm. um, enough to buy the DVD at age 14. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That means nothing. I had bad taste then, I have bad taste now. <laughs> so, <That means> nothing. <laughs> I'm just trying to work this out, thinking out loud. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say 71. 71? Yep, that's what I'm saying. Um, it's got to be higher than that, in my opinion. I think it's Oscar nominated. You're oh. higher than you're saying higher than 70, 71? Yeah, I think it's higher than 71. Before I give you my answer, I just want to say that that movie has some some very dark things, some very dark sexual things in that yeah, movie. Yeah, for that to be Oscar nominated would be wild to me. It was my, so... I need to see what it was nominated for. My high school teacher showed us that movie in class. What? <laughs> what class? Miss Joe. Miss Joe uh, Digital Media oh. showed us that movie. Whoa. still dude i mean i th- i thought it was great but <laughs> well yeah but like that's wild, I, thinking so. back on it now i'm like that movie that was an interesting film to show a bunch of children so um ellen who plays sarah uh <laughs> was actually nominated for lead actress and uh, okay. she's yeah. in oh i almost said she's in rosemary's baby but she's not she's in the exorcist da, da, da. um she's also on law and order svu <laughs> Dum, 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 dum. Did you guys rehearse? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
that's not the that's not the case this time. It's strong. Um, all right. So Chelsea said seventy one. <clears throat> yes. I said higher than seventy one. Sean, what is it? Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. 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 So but I got point two, right? I think yep. so. I yeah. Point. Chelsea um, gets a point. She's within ten. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, the audience score was ninety three, which okay, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of what I would have thought it would be. The movie's crazy. One of my favorite, uh, no joke. There's a we we do me and Bruce did those stupid like dance videos on TikTok, and there's a a dance move that I stole directly from Requiem for a Dream. That if you <laughs> if you ever see me in a good mood, you'll totally see me. It's when they're really high, and it's like an above like camera shot, mm. and He's just like, <laughs> I can't do it, but I'll show you later. <laughs> but yeah, we'll meet in the living room. We'll watch the dance. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Perfect. All right. At the end of round two, I have two points. Chelsea has two points. Sean has a point. Um, I fucked up the order last time. So Chelsea, do you want to go or should I go? So that way you I don't, don't care. It All doesn't right, matter well, for points, so it we'll doesn't keep, matter. We'll keep the order the way it was supposed to be. So Chelsea, you go with your third, mm-hmm. your third movie. Okay. Um, also, I haven't really been saying why I picked anything. My picks have mostly been because it's been strategic for the game, in that mm-hmm. I was thinking that these would be hard, and I'm actually really glad that Steve got is guessing mine because two of my movies he does not like. Um, one being the Titanic. Uh-huh. Okay, but the thing about the Titanic is that I know it's like critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little easier. He can look past yeah, his bias, but I still don't. I still don't know. Um, well, can he look past his bias? We'll see. I have to. I have to. Um, <laughs> and I think looking past my bias. Um, so Titanic is your last one. Um, I'm gonna go with 92. Because I think that it's, right, yeah, well, it's, it's, it was the highest grossing film for so long and it's still maybe adjusted yeah. for inflation. Like, I think it was the highest grossing film of like the 20th century or something like yeah, that. So, yeah. Up until Avatar, it, well, Avatar yeah. dethroned it. See, this is where Please. I'm like, so like, obviously the logical thing to do would be to choose under because mm-hmm. just like, I'm going to, I'm going to say under. Locking that in. Yes. Yes. Good choice. (laughs) It's 89. Thank fucking God. 89? Yeah. Yep. God. I am still within five points, which means Mm -hmm. I get two. Bullshit. That'll that'll bring me up to a total of four. Sean gets a point because he said under. I thought for sure it'd be in the 90s, but 89, I guess Me that's too. close enough. It's essentially mm-hmm. 90. So Titanic Audience is... score 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hopefully um, intentional. Yeah. yeah. I agree more with the audience score. Wow. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. You would be like, incorrect. What is that? 31% of people. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well. The only reason anyone... It says anything bad about it other than Steve is because there was totally room on that door. And yeah, yeah. We're telling a story here. Movies aren't always logical. 
It's been yeah, but it's based on real years. events. Her brain was frozen. They weren't thinking straight. <laughs> Her brain was frozen. She'd been in the water. Jack was. Did she drink a Slurpee, dude? She's All right. We're not doing this. <laughs> All right. Is it me? Uh, no, it's me. So oh, yeah. um, Chelsea just did the Titanic. So Sean, you're gonna like this one. Um, for the for the wonderful old man in this film, I'm going with Disney Pixar's Up. Okay, so have we done? I don't know if I've heard them do, or if I've if have we done an animated movie? For I don't think we've done an animated movie actually. Oh, so that brings in a whole other dynamic of me not yeah. knowing what the fuck critics are. Gonna yeah, say. this one's tough. For right? You do critics care? <laughs> Sean loves Up. Up is amazing. Up is objectively fan fucking tastic. Though mm-hmm. I've never had a movie make me like literally bawl my eyes out in the first five minutes um yep this is a toughie for you i'm glad that you're choosing mine specifically for the same reason that chelsea was glad i was choosing <laughs> i'm gonna say 83 Ooh. 83 mm-hmm. i am gonna say over because i think that movie was oscar nominated i think it was oscar nominated as well was it i think it was it's it has a lot of critical acclaim it it only has did it only it only has two percent of not critical acclaim because it's a it's a 98 what whoa i shock up is a 98 i mean that's i'm glad to hear that yeah and you don't suck because who's ever guessing 98? Like no, to man. guess 98 would be psychotic. You yeah, you you did okay. I feel like this game we've picked some of the highest movies we've picked out of all of the yeah. like, games. That yeah. We've well, and also um, we don't, I mean, going into this, you know, we just think of a movie and look it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not like yeah. we know, but like, yeah, Rosemary's Baby at 96, up at 98, Titanic at 89, Deborah Logan at 91. Old, Old is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> exactly the best movies Um, that we've ever picked (laughs) yeah but yeah up is a 98 percent uh sean gets no points for that one of course i don't chelsea gets a point for being over um so we we have one one round or not one round but one choice left uh before we go into that one i'm in the lead at four points chelsea is right behind at three sean is out of the running at two points but <laughs> this last one say, but the la- okay. this last one depending on how things go is for all the marbles sean what is your last movie you know it's funny i don't think either of you have seen this movie um <laughs> okay yeah. cool so that means you have to describe the, the synopsis <laughs> that's the fine film. all right so i chose grumpy old men have you ever seen it steve no <laughs> okay i have not either so grumpy old men Grumpy Old Men is a 1993 American romantic comedy film directed by Donald Petrie, written by Mark Stephen Johnson, and starring Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthew, I I don't know exactly how he says that, and Anne fucking Margaret, and then it's got other people. Um, And basically, that movie is, is about two grumpy old men who live in, like, Canada. It feels like, I think it's Canada. Um, Either that or it's in, like, a Canada-esque part of the U.S. in the up, so Minnesota. and uh, it's very cold. <laughs> yeah. um, and 
they, yeah, they're, they're neighbors and they have a very, it is sarcastic, like a very, very sarcastic, heavy, insulting each other, mean friendship. Um, it's raunchy. It's like surprisingly raunchy for their age and stuff. And, uh, and a, they get a new neighbor and Margaret who they both have a really big crush on. And it's about their dynamic as, as sort of hate friends competing for, for Anne Margaret. And it's very good. There's grumpy old men and there's grumpier old men. Um, and it's also <laughs> obviously like it talks about, like a lot of it is talking about getting older and being alone. And it, it's pretty intense. Uh, very good movie. Very funny. Okay. Hmm. So um, this is this is tough with no context. Yes. Or not 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 no context, but not no it. knowledge at all outside no of that. Yeah. Um outside of a description from somebody who is self-admittedly bad at this game. Yep. <laughs> I sure am. <laughs> I sure am. I do think I truly think if we all sat down and watched it, you would I think you would like it and laugh. Sure. That's I'll say yeah, that. We I'm sure we would, but I got that boy on VHS. That's fair. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna wing it, and I'm gonna guess 63. Okay. That's so funny because that's the number that was in my head. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go higher because Sean likes it higher than okay. 63. I kind of want to hit you both in the face right now. <laughs> Did you cheat? No. It is 63. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Did you cheat? No. No. I feel Where? like with the way both of you answered, I was like, these scumbags have no. both been cheating. No. Yes. Wow. What the <clears> fuck? <throat> The movie that neither of you have seen or even heard of until I bring it up. You get it right on the fucking money. 63 just felt like the right, like, I don't right. know this movie. And 63 is like, a, I don't know, score. I'm trying. Did you see it in my glasses? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> I'm so pissed. I'm so angry. I'm oh. pissed, too, because oh Chelsea got it exactly on. Wow. And that means she gets Which gives five me how points. many? Five? Five yes. points. Woo! And that means at, at the at the at the last tick of midnight, Chelsea takes the lead wow. with eight points. I got a measly additional point with that one. Actually, no. What happens when <laughs> no, I say was, you get nothing? You well, lose. You technically Good got day, it wrong. Sir. You had no chance to get it right. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say that the audience score was seventy four. Um, okay. Okay. So if it makes you feel, people better. like it. I wonder if we can wow. add an, an area of this game that does the audience score at the same time. I feel like that's hard. We'll have to think about that. <laughs> I, if you, well, I'm going to find out if you guys cheated. <laughs> I, I have no fucking... I Absolutely not. tell you anything about how the, how the poster for that movie looks. I don't nope. recognize any of the names that you it said. Was, it was just like intuition. Yeah. It was a wow. feeling. Wow. It was dual, <laughs> dual intuition. Yikes. <laughs> well, oh as always, God. Steve and Sean lose at their own fucking game Woo. on their own goddamn podcast. <laughs> Chelsea has eight points. I ended with four, and Sean ended with we don't need to less say less than it. that. Uh, 
Um, that was good. Just give me that third was, place. That, yeah, it's yeah. not good. We'll have the scores and song will say third place. Yeah. Um, that was good. That was a fun game. Uh, Chelsea, thank you for being on and thank you for playing with us. Um, don't thank you for winning. And uh, again, if you're listening Love to this, it. thank you for listening to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Mostly Horror, Instagram at Mostly Horror Movie Night. We will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Mostly Horror early and ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin Podcast Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Ballin Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, but after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.